Welcome to Full Blown Coverage, just another football podcast no one asked for. I'm Mark Sayer, and I'm joined each week by Andrew Irvin and Ken Menard. Drew, K-Nugs, are you having an incredible year or what? No. <laughs> hey, Ken, in all, in all seriousness, are, are you okay? It's, I'm good. It's, I'm it, fine, looks really, it looks really cold down there. It's freezing. The roads are shit. People are dying because of no heat. And I just had to come to my friend's house to take a shower. And um, in the process, uh, ran into a f- couple of brewskis. So, um, nice. but you know, hey man, I have I have electricity and heat, so I'm good. Are you That's out of good. Folgers? I'm out of chock full of nuts, <laughs> not just Folgers. <laughs> I had a I, so this morning. It's that's this morning, like DefCon level one. Oh, it's horrible. So this morning, I got up at six, thinking I'm going to beat everybody to the grocery store. Went to two grocery stores. The Phenomenal H-E-B, maybe the best grocery store in America. It is a great grocery store. I miss it is H-E-B. phenomenal. And uh, a Walmart, all were closed because I thought I was going to beat everyone there. Found a gas station, got two big cups of coffee, and it was phenomenal. Um, but it's a freaking death trap out there on the roads because they're not prepared for this. But Ken, mm-hmm. was it phenomenal? Huh? The coffee? <laughs> a coffee's, I'm, I'm hey, coffee's not a, a coffee's an event come on <laughs> it's not just a drink it's true right all right let's get into our weekly roundup yes jj watt dun-dun-dun, was released by the texans last friday who allowed the star defensive end to simply walk away for free with a full season remaining on his contract ken is it any surprise that houston froze on my uh not in the least I don't understand what this franchise is doing. I don't think they understand what they're no, doing. No, I don't think they do either, Mark. That's a great point. So they've allowed DeAndre Hopkins to go. Yeah. They've lost a, a great tack, left tackle in Dwayne Brown. Yeah. Now they lost J.J. Watt. They might lose Deshaun Watson. Yeah. What, what are you doing? I, I, like it's, it's almost like you have those people that are in charge that are like my way or the highway type of guys Mm -hmm. rather than like going up to your employees and being like, Hey, what's the problems and how can I fix them? They're like, Nope, Nope. It's going to be done this way or that's it. You would Um, at least think like Casario would come out and like give some explanation to the fans. Like we mm -hmm. have a plan to rebuild. Mm -hmm. It's also also funny trading Dwayne Brown and then hemorrhaging your first round picks for his replacement when he was. Yeah. Yeah, a, a solid left tackle. And, and you had top three receiver in the league. You just let him go for, for practically nothing. I mean, really, what did they really gain by that? They gained not, They could have got a first-round pick, and they didn't, right? But you know what? Here's the thing, though. Maybe they're just like, he's coming in. He's like, look, if Deshaun doesn't want to be here, then we're just going to strip the whole damn thing down and start over from scratch. And the only way to do that is to put a shitty product on the field, lose as many games as possible, Get higher draft picks, maybe trade any other assets you have for additional picks and right. start all over again. I mean, it's possible they may get a, they they may be able to trade Deshaun and change the whole, you know, um, change the whole uh, path of their franchise just by getting all those draft picks. So I'm I'm you know, believe it or not, I am not surprised by this at all. I know it's almost just par for the course with the Texans yeah. these days yep. that it's. Yeah like not remotely surprising. I wonder what is, what does Deshaun think watching this happen? I mean, does it piss him off? Not just because they're letting Watt go, but it's like, you know, he's got a year left on his contract. You're just going to let him walk out the building. 
What about me? That does, that's that's <laughs> the weirdest part is like JJ Watt obviously isn't what he was in 2014, but sure. he's still been a top 10 player at his position for the last three years. Um, sure. You'd think that they could negotiate some of the salary and, and pick up a draft pick or something. So it's weird for me that Deshaun Watson demand, demands a, a trade and then they let go of Watt just because he – out of respect for him or whatever. Yeah, like it's, right. it's a, it's another just slap in the face for Sean hundred percent. I mean, I, if I'm Watson, this to me is salt in the wound. Yeah. Right. It's insult to injury. It's like, Hey, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. What are we doing here guys? Hey, what are we doing here now? Here, here's a great, great question. I'll pose this to Seahawks fans. What are you guys willing to give up to get them? Yeah, I think that's uh, the tough thing to, to me is, you know, on the back end of what we're talking about here is where does Watt go, right? Because he wants market value. He's got, you know, his check boxes. He wants to play for a Super Bowl contender with cap space. He wants a strong supporting cast. Mm-hmm. He wants a positive environment. But with if he wants market value, to me – that only allows teams with decent cap space that are willing to spend the money on him. And he's, he's, you know, he's 31. He tallied a modest for him, nine sacks and 24 appearances over the past two seasons with the Texans. Obviously he's a dominant player, you know, 2012 through 2015, he racks up 315 total tackles, 69 sacks, 41 passes defended and 15 forced fumbles, but he's not that guy anymore. He also was injured for two seasons, you know? I mean, granted, he bounced back in 2018 with 16 sacks, but you've got to think about that too. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. I would love to have him on Seattle, but I don't want to overpay for that if he's Mm -hmm. 31, you know? Yeah, it reminds me of Indomitian Sue who made – bank with the lions and with the dolphins and for the last two seasons i've been i've wanted the seahawks to sign and dom can sue he's from the northwest he went to the bucks this year for eight or nine million dollars um that's the kind of contract i'd be okay with i mean the seahawks signed greg olson for eight million would i would i rather have somebody that can at least like have the other team game plan around like i know dom can sue isn't what he was but like he was, he's still a pretty a pretty good player that that mm-hmm. I guarantee you other teams are thinking about. Yeah. So for me, when you ask what am I willing to give up, it, that's what it would be like a one year eight to ten million dollars, and um, he's going to be hungry to win. And I guarantee you, if JJ Watt is in the starting lineup, the um, the other team is game planning around him. No, mm-hmm. no. Here's the thing about JJ Watt though, and his pass rusher's age. You know when the passing downs are, okay? So you can still, I mean, obviously you don't want to overpay for a situational pass rusher, but J.J. Watt can certainly be used in situations when it calls for a pass rush. So even if you you may overpay for that, but you're also getting leadership, you're also getting a guy that sets a great example for everybody else in the organization. You got a great culture guy. Um, he's going to bring it every week. And if he stays healthy, he, I mean, let's let's be real. 31 isn't exactly like 45 years old. 
I mean, he huh. still can play. I mean, yes, he's been hurt, but if he's healthy, this, I mean, this past season, he was really good. He was healthy. He was yeah. really good. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, let's say you go to a team with a lot of defensive linemen that you can rotate in, you know, you, you can use him as situationally as you'd like and still get a great bang for the buck because the stats may tell you at the end of the year, he had a great season, 10, maybe 12 sacks. Um, probably not going to go much more than that, but he's still going to be able to be productive, you know, teach young players how to, how to, how to play the game, how to be an NFL player, how to be a pro. You're getting a lot more than just that. But even if they use them situationally, he's still going to rack up numbers. I agree with you. It does, however, remind me for the Seahawks in particular of like the Clowney deal mm-hmm. to me. And uh, Clowney worked out for a year, but then the money that he wanted afterwards wasn't going to make sense for us anymore. So I don't know. It's hard. I mean, I know, you know, who, who's sort of in the rumor mill for, you know, taking a look at him, the Browns, Bills, Steelers, Titans. Packers. Packers certainly make sense because he's a Wisconsin native. They mm-hmm. hit most of the check boxes, Super Bowl contender, strong supporting cast, or arguably positive environment. Um, Takes the lead off of Aaron Steelers, Rodgers, too. Steelers are interesting because both his brothers are there, TJ Watt and Derek Watt. He could go join the fam and, you know, play in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I don't know. Have I told you, just a I, random side note, that – the city of Houston in general is one of the most terrible. There's only two NFL cities I really hate, and it's Houston and Jacksonville. Uh, it's sad, but it's true. Uh, hey, I'll tell you what. Houston grows on you. At, Houston will grow on you, man. You know, I'm sure that Houston to Jacksonville me. Jacksonville won't. And, and I have to tell you, my, my experience with Houston is almost exclusively limited to, like, business dealings where I flew in and had to do business like downtown, which to me was weird because it, it, it reminds me of like Dubai where there's just nobody walking around on the streets. Like it feels as if it's a veritable ghost town at all times, even at like 11 AM, 2 PM, there's just nobody walking around. It's weird. Yeah. So I really haven't experienced Houston outside of the city setting. And I have heard from people, uh, you know, that grew up there or, or have spent time there that it's actually quite fun. I know there are actually some pretty amazing restaurants that are outside of the city too. So I would love to go and experience that. And I shouldn't talk too much shit about the city, but I will tell you my limited experience with it. Place is real weird. Uh, Drew and I got into trouble one time (laughs) with the Houston native. Uh, We don't really need to get into details, but I think Drew and I have spent more time in Houston than we would actually have liked to have spent. (laughs) It also, it also takes four hours to drive across the city. Yep. Really? And downtown is dead. Downtown Downtown is is dead. 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 It was weird. I've never seen a city like that. It was COVID before COVID was a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Last thing on JJ Watt that, would be super amazing to me if he winds up on the Browns, which by the way, are another real contender. And there is a rumor that he might favor them. Think about having him on one end of the defensive line and miles Garrett on the other. Oh yeah. That is a wrecking ball. And he'll do it too. He'll do it. He'll do it. If it means winning, he'll do it. Totally. 
I could see I could see him as a Brown. And you can make the argument now, based on how last year went, you know, maybe they are a Super Bowl contender. If they get JJ, it's possible. Yeah. All right, hopping over to the offensive line, Titans GM John Robinson, 2020 first-round pick Isaiah Wilson, who was on the COVID reserve list twice in 2020, spent the end of the season on the NFI list, and also had a couple of run-ins with the law. That he needs to show up or he'll be shown the front door. Drew, as a Seahawks fan hoping for help protecting Russell, would you let Isaiah crash at Lumen Field, or is the risk not worth the reward? First off, can we discuss how terrible a name Lumen Field is? I know. I can't I think. Say, I hate saying it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I have to say it because it's the name now. But I didn't even like calling. I didn't even like calling it the Clink or Century League. <laughs> it will always be Quest Me. This is sort of the thing that drives me nuts with allowing corporate sponsors to name yeah. the fields. Yeah. You know, like Wrigley Field has been Wrigley Field forever. Just fucking call it one thing. University of Phoenix Stadium might have been the worst. Uh, Had to have been. Especially when you have one of the richest people in the world as your owner. Like, you think you need the extra 200 mil from Lumen? <laughs> well, he's dead now. Yeah. Sister's in charge. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, other other shitty name stadiums. First Energy Stadium, M&T Bank Stadium, and TIAA Bank Field. Like, can we just uh, – you're right. Like, Let's get if it doesn't if the sponsor doesn't have a cool name, like yeah. it's out. Don't bother. Know, Another one like, that get money little, out of politics, get money out, money of, stadiums. out of stadiums. Yeah, I, I will tell you, as much as I love ketchup, and I love ketchup, Heinz Field is a bad stadium name. Yeah. Too. I know. Come on. They're all bad. They're really all bad. Is, They're all dumb. SoFi. SoFi is bad. The only ones that like I don't mind are actual words like allegiant. Like doesn't bother me because it feels like it could be the name of an XFL team or something. <laughs> yeah, they should but, just call yeah. Lumen Field Allen Field, and that that's just what it's called now. Well, well, hey man, if they can go into business with Outback and they can have a Lumen Onion at every fucking uh, snack <laughs> concession stand. <laughs> hey, Washington, you know, Washington is big on onions. You know, yeah. we got them coming out of Walla Walla. Oh, hey, you know they're making them. I'm yeah. sure Outback Steakhouse has tons of money ready yeah. to <laughs> flow around. Yeah. Uh, in in regards to your actual question, um, I mean, for the right price, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I had to look up what he had been in trouble for. Uh, I know, and it's kind of maybe this is me. They are they kind of making it a bigger deal than it is? I'm like, <laughs> I mean, kind of. Okay, first of all, I'm not going to make light of DUIs, but plenty yeah, sure. of people I that are it. still successful, yeah, have make ha- a mistake. Have, have have made that mistake, including mm-hmm. me. I believe the head coach that. Or, <laughs> what? <laughs> I got a DUI <laughs> when I was 22. <laughs> you know, oh, well. that's a shame. Yeah, it was a shame. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. Yes, it's it's a mistake that kids that are that age make, and hopefully he'll learn from it. The other one was for trespassing on Tennessee State University. Yeah, just he went to a fucking college party and yeah. tried to yeah. run away, and they found him on the second balcony, and they were like, he was going to jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. I've actually and then been they to gave Tennessee. him a trespass warning, and that was a run-in with the law, apparently. Mm-hmm. You know. A fun fact: I've been to Tennessee State University, and uh, that's where Oprah went. Oh, really? Huh. 
Hey, you learn so, something new every day. How about that? Yeah. There you go. I don't know. I and you know, Pete Carroll loves his reclamation projects. I mean, but... he loves he loves projects. He, he likes taking he likes taking the players that have some sort of past and have have and have they really worked out? I mean, a few have. Who? But... I was trying to think, and you might be right. I just couldn't think. Who was that pass rusher ha- they had? They had several years ago who was really good, and a lot of teams were down on him. Frank Clark? No, not Frank Clark. He, what, you're, are you thinking of like Bruce Irvin or something? Yeah, that's it. He went yeah. to West Virginia. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. He, was, he was good, right? Yeah, Bruce Irvin did get passed up in the draft because people were concerned of, yes. for some of that stuff. The other one that comes to mind, although it wound up backfiring because the reason he left was he became a locker room cancer, though, is that he did turn Percy Harvin into a beast. Mm-hmm. Well, he took on Josh Gordon too. Josh when Gordon, was Percy yeah. Harvin a when was Percy Harvin a beast? Not when he was with Seattle. S- Super Bowl. He was a he was a yeah. He had he on made one play. Teams. Well, he made one play. He re- well, that was a great play. <laughs> but here's the thing about here's the thing that people traded, always talk about. I'm sorry, Drew. Go on. I apologize. They traded a first pick for first round pick for Percy Harvin. I'll tell you what, the shining example for the Seahawks is with Pete is Marshawn. He did not work in Buffalo. They couldn't figure it out with him. His personality didn't gel with management. Pete took him, and he became one of the best running backs in the NFL. There we go. I was looking for a good example. That's one. Well, here's the thing that people always talk about um, about uh, the Seahawks is culture. And what's going to help a, a wayward player or someone who's been in trouble before? Is Bible a great study. a great culture Bible study as well, perhaps. Maybe that goes hand in hand with the culture. But a great culture can motivate somebody to fit in more if they feel finally maybe feel accepted. 100%. Like, hey, it's it, you, hey, you made a mistake. It's okay. We're not going to dwell on it. But just do your best. And if you fuck up, you're out. But yeah. we're going to accept you just like everybody else. And that comes up with Seattle quite a bit is culture. And maybe that would be a great landing spot for him because they can maybe overcome some of the things he's done in his past. Maybe he just made a couple of mistakes. It happens. Some people get pinged for things that, you know, are crazy. Yeah. I would be excited to get him just, you know, because he was such a high profile, uh, you know, first round pick at at the time. Granted, he only played a total of four snaps last season. So, not not a lot to say from that. I also find it weird that since he was put on the NFI list, and th- this is why I feel like there's there's something more to this story we're not being told. And I don't mean about him. I just mean about the Titans in general. But it's like, you haven't spoken to the guy since December? Did you try calling him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you thought he was going to jump off a balcony. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what? Well, He's yeah. your first round pick. Then again, on the other hand, maybe he's he's got a lot of issues and they're just like, we're totally, not doing this. Totally much. possible. And that could very well be true as as well. You, you mm-hmm. know, and that's the thing that we're not being told is it's mm-hmm. not just a few run-ins with the law. The guy's a head case. Good luck. That's why we're going to let him walk out the front door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly possible. Sign me up. I'm good. Sixth round pick, Tennessee. Here you go. I do like the idea of grabbing him, though, because – He's still on his rookie contract. It's not like, you know, see how we oh, play. Let's, 
let's be honest, Seattle has no options either. So I'll take any first round picks that I can get for late round pick totally, at this point. T- totally agree. All right. The Steelers will incur a $41.3 million cap hit if Big Ben is on the 2021 roster, which means they have until March 17th to deal him, should they be so inclined. Roethlisberger says he wants to play, but Ken, should Pittsburgh let him? I think they should. I think that maybe, I don't know. Like, we, we talked about this before about the Steelers, okay? There's something going on there that we really don't know about or can't see that's preventing them from being a great team right now, okay? Their general manager said he's on the team. He did a, really go- a lot of really good things last year. We anticipate he could do some things going forward. Not exactly a ringing endorsement of the guy, but he was coming off of an injury. Drew mentioned it the other day, last week. They were like 11-0 last year. Maybe they weren't the best 11-0 team in NFL history. Probably not. But they could still win. I mean, maybe Roethlisberger, maybe he needs another year, get back in shape, get in better shape, get his arm back to where it needs to be. They have all the pieces in place. You know, maybe it's a breeze situation where they're like, this is it, dude. You know, this is it. You get one more year and that's it. Um, you know, as far as the salary cap goes, who knows? They tried drafting Mason, Mason Rudolph a couple of years ago. That obviously didn't work out. So I expect them to pull a Roethlisberger and draft a quarterback in the first round when they don't necessarily need one and start that process and be like, look, dude, you know, it, it, this is it. And maybe they give him the option of, you got one year left. We're drafting somebody. If you want to go, we'll let you go or we'll see what we can get for you. But I don't think by any means he's done. Um, you know, I think they need to improve their offensive line. Their running game wasn't great. That, that would take a lot of pressure off an old quarterback. See Peyton Manning from his last year on the Broncos. John Elway on his last years on the Broncos with Terrell Davis. But they need to make some fixes internally. And I, I don't think it would be the end of the world. I don't think they won't be able to win if they keep him for another year. What let's let's say they put him on the trading block. Who who who's taking him? Who's trading for Ben? I don't know. I I had a follow up to to Ken's point. Um, I I agree, but it's more because and to to fold what you just asked, Mark. Like, I don't really think that there's an option available. Yeah, as mm-hmm. as a trading partner. But you know what I was thinking about, like. You know, it's one thing that has not been working lately is teams like with old quarterbacks like the Steelers and the Saints and even the Seahawks in the last few years is thinking that you can do the same thing and, res- and expect different results. Like mm-hmm. if you look at the recent Super Bowl teams, if you take out the Patriots, the Patriots are a different story. Um, they've kind of all shuffled the deck in a way, you know, like Tampa Bay bringing in Tom Brady, uh, the Chiefs. You know, they could have stuck with Alex Smith, but they decided to make a change and bring in Mahomes, and they won. Uh, the Eagles, uh, they won with Foles, and that was a, a bunch of different reasons, but that was definitely not not like a Breeze, Roethlisberger, Wilson, established guard, let's add some pieces. Like, I mean, you can go to the Broncos with Peyton Manning. You can even go back to the Seahawks in Russell Wilson's second year. Like, I don't know. I, I, I just haven't seen much success with – some a team like the Steelers sticking with the same formula and thinking that things are just going to go differently this year. I agree. Yeah. I mean, if you want to know a landing spot, that's a great point, Drew. But on the other hand, 
like I said, they've had him for a long time. He's part of the franchise's history. He's a Hall of Famer. They just maybe they just need to look internally and see what they can fix internally, unless they're looking at tape and they just don't think he can make the throws that he made anymore. And I think maybe another year after his arm surgery, he might be able to do it. See, I mean, I'll I'll tell you as an outsider looking in, and it's no secret I'm not the biggest Big Ben fan, probably. But I have to tell you, I don't know. Kind of like Drew said, he just is he ever gonna get you there again? I don't think so. I don't know. Here's the thing, though. They have a defense that can win now. They have pieces that could win now. They have great receivers. They have a quarterback who's competent. They have a great defense. What don't they have? Offensive line and a running game. Maybe if they fix that, they'll be fine. Yeah. I just, if if I'm management with the Steelers, for me, I I don't know. I just paying him $41.3 million for a farewell year, you know, I don't know. That's a lot of money to me. That's why they write up contracts like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. All right. We're 10 weeks out from the NFL draft, which means we get to begin a special weekly pre-draft segment. I am calling draft that. For the next nine weeks, we'll discuss two to three potential first round draft picks in chronological order each week ending in our draft day special in the 10th week where we'll analyze the draft in a more holistic manner. That being said, we're skipping the number one pick because there's not much to analyze. It's Trevor Lawrence. I know it. You know it. The Jags know it. Trevor's hair knows it. What's to discuss? So instead, to kick off draft that, we get to start with FBC's favorite team to chat about. Oh, yeah. New York Jets. Absolutely. Ken. There's nowhere to go but up for the Jets, the number two pick in the NFL draft. But what do they need and how do they get there? First of all, I just wanted to say, Mark, that was a phenomenal lead in. And you made a good <laughs> point during your lead in. You made a great point. Here's the good news for the Jets. We all know watching the NFL as long as we have. It's a quick fix league. Mm-hmm. I think you said it last week, Mark. Your uh, preseason, your, your you know, bold prediction Jets are making the playoffs next year. Would it shock anybody? You should 100% not be shocked by that. But it's a quick fix league. But here's the thing that the Jets need to obviously need to consider. In my opinion, if you can't get Deshaun Watson, you stick with Sam Darnold and build around him. Because what's the point? 100% agree What's the point? You know what you have. You know he's going to show up. He's going to show up every day. First one in the building, last one out. You know the type of guy he is. He's a big, strong kid. He, he's mobile. If he gets better coaching with better players around him, you can build. Why not just draft great players and build around him rather than taking an unknown commodity and try? Then all of a sudden, now you're building around that. Unless you get Deshaun Watson, I'm sticking with Sam Darnold. Now, if they're going to do that, they got Makai Becton last year. He look, he's looking like, you know, that they have an anchor at left tackle now. So what do you got to do next? You need weapons. I mean, like, who who's on the Jets? Like, they had Frank Gore. The only reason why I know Frank Gore is because he's like fucking 87 years old. Yeah. Right? He's been around the ultimate forever. Ultimate journeyman. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and and he's like the third leading rusher in the history of the league. I the know. Jets need the Jets need receivers. They need a tight end. Um, they probably are gonna need some help on the defense now with a defensive coach. 
Maybe he can mask some of their deficiencies with his scheme and motivational techniques. But if I'm the Jets, I'm keeping Sam. Um, And if it were me, I'm drafting, uh, I'm drafting Devontae Smith from Alabama. Yeah. That guy brought in the biggest games of the year. He brought it every time he goes to the sideline. You see the look in his face. He is dialed in. That's the guy I want. Jamar chase might have more talent. There might be better receivers who may be better, better prospects down the road. But for me, that's as sure of a bet as I've seen at that position in a long time. And that's the guy I'm taking with the jets. If I'm the jets, I'm trading down. I'm, I'm saying, all right, who, who, who needs, who needs Justin Fields? Who needs Trey Lance? And maybe they trade with Houston. Yeah. If, if Houston gets rid of Deshaun, well, they may, may be doing that anyway if they get him. But there's something, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. My, my actual pick for them, if they're going to keep the number two pick is a little bit different, but it's the same, yeah. the, the same strategy that you have. I also agree with you. If you're not going to keep this pick, you're trading it. If yeah. the Jets are serious about trying to pry Deshaun Watson away from Houston, they're going to have to make a very enticing offer to do that. And every conceivable version of this, in my opinion, includes giving up their 2021 first round pick. Lucky for the Jets, they got two of them. They've got the number two overall. They also have the number 23 overall, which they acquired in the Jamal Adams trade of Seattle. The question then becomes to me, what else would they have to give up if other teams aren't involved in a trade that sends Watson to the Jets? I think we have to look at some kind of empirical precedent for a trade of this magnitude. And believe it or not, I think the 2009 trade package where the Bears acquired Jay Cutler from the Broncos is probably the closest model. If they chose to emulate a trade like this, Uh it would have the Jets sending the number two overall 2021 pick to the Texans along with one of their two 2021 third round picks. They have the number 66 and number 87 overall, a 2022 first round pick and Sam Darnold Yeah, might sound like a lot, but it would still, it would still leave the jets with the number 23 pick in the first round, a second round pick and a third round pick in this draft. The jets have draft capital and a lot of teams don't have that. And again, I'm calling the Texans and I'm going to say, I'm saying, what do you want for Deshaun? And I'm calling them every week. What do you want for Deshaun? What do you yeah. want for Deshaun? We have it. We have it. They all the draft capital they're going to want. Do you think, how about this for a trade? They give them both of their first round picks this year, the number two and the number 23. Do you think Houston takes that? They don't have a first round pick this year. Well, for they, they'll take uh, if I'm Houston, like like I said, Jets. What do you want? You want both first rounders? You want Sam? You got it. We'll we'll send you our. I'm I'm giving up Ricky Williams trade to get Deshaun. There, mm. How often is a what 25, 26 year old top four or five QB in the league with all the potential in the world to be even better is available? I'm I'm if if you can't get Deshaun, I'm building around Sam Darnold. Yeah, you got to build around. You got to none of you know. You can't be taking you know backup linebackers in the fourth round. You have to build around him. All right, fine. You got your defense, whatever. You have to build around this guy. 
Yeah. Have to. I have a question. Um, nobody has said Deshaun Watson's available except for Deshaun Watson. True. I mean, I, I guess what, I, what I'm saying is, it, I mean, the Texans say they're not going to trade the guy. He doesn't want to be there. It's a negative environment. If you don't put some, like, fancy, you know, molecular gastronomy on a plate for the Texans, they're not going to eat it. I think they will. I, I think, think they will, too. If the trade is enticing enough. They, don't have, they might not have them. a choice. Yeah. I mean, the, the, by, by virtue of the fact that they let Watt, Watt walk out of the building, we I think we all have to agree the Texans are in a complete rebuilding phase. Why yep. would they want to do that with somebody that doesn't want to be there? Exactly. My question was then to Ken. So can we just pretend for a second that Deshaun Watson doesn't get traded? Okay. Uh, to go back to your original point of drafting Devonta Smith. Last week on this podcast, we talked extensively about how teams should be building their their teams around offensive and defensive lines. Mm-hmm. So where do you stand with that? Where do you think that they are already adequate at mm-hmm. rushing the passer? I mean, we saw what the Bucs did. Um, yes, they have, they had a rookie left tackle that was pretty good. Um, I'm not insinuating that they should hundred percent take, you know, a lineman there because in my mind, they should trade down and then they should stock yeah. up on both sides of the line with multiple picks. Um, I just, I'm, I, I'm just not sold on them being a skill position player away from winning a Super Bowl. I do think in addition to what Ken said, you know, what do they do? They need wide receivers. They need every down running back. They need a, you know, capable pass catching threat at tight end, but they also need a top flight pass rusher, a new mm-hmm. linebacker core, and depending on how free agency goes, an entirely new backfield. I mean, they have what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven defensive players that are key free agents. You know, there is an argument to be made, Drew, that, yeah, they should trade down and take quantity. Here's why Here's why I, I uh, in this situation, Drew, and you are 100% correct. And being a former offensive lineman, a fat, chubby leg, fat kid who played offensive line, I love offensive linemen. I think games are won in the trenches. However, they already have a left tackle who's massive and good. You have that already. Now you you have that piece. We talk about it all the time. Quarterback, left tackle, pass rusher, corner. Right. Yeah. If you're the Texans, you just trade them all away. Yeah. But you have, yeah, exactly. But you have that piece. Now he needs somebody to throw to. And I'm saying, I think, I think maybe they trade down. Maybe they stand pat and they take the best receiver available. But if you're not getting Deshaun, we're building around Sam Darnold. We already have our left tackle. So we're good there. Now let's go get, you know, some perimeter players for him to throw to. You know, and, yeah. and then and look, you, 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 there's other there's there's a lot of different ways to build a team, obviously. And we all agree the trenches are mostly ignored by teams, but they already have someone there. The most maybe the second most important player on your team. So go get someone for him to throw to because they've never had those guys. It's since like Al, Al Toon, Wesley Walker, I think Keyshawn Johnson and Wayne Corbett. 
I just Very I'm rare. like when's the, when's the last time when's the last top five receiver that's won a Super Bowl like a, a receiver that was dropped drafted in the top five that's won a Super Bowl maybe I'm forgetting somebody I don't know but you can't you can't base it on history like you have to base it on every situation is different and if they think that like like I think we all agree you're drafting Devonte Smith if you get him he's a gamer he shows up in big games he does all of the little things well. Maybe that's the type of guy. If he's a good culture fit, maybe that's the guy you take. If I'm the Jets and I'm actually taking, I'm not trading the number two pick, whether I'm trading down for more picks or I'm trading it away to, you know, another team like the Texans to get Watson or something. I'm actually not going wide receiver. And I don't think Salah would either. You want to know where I think he goes? And I've said it before and Drew will give me shit about it again because I love the guy so much. I think you do can draft another offensive lineman. I think you take a tackle. I think you take Panay Sewell from Oregon. He checks a much-needed box to me because outside of Becton, they really do need three other new starters on the offensive line. Mm -hmm. He would be instrumental in protecting whatever quarterback the Jets wind up with, whether they're rolling with Dardar Binks trading for Watson or another fugitive looking to escape or drafting a new prospect, <laughs> which they also the might do with the number the two run. pick. Although I think Salah is smarter than that. Sewell, Sewell is the best non-skilled yeah. offensive player in the draft and the 2019 Outland Trophy winner, which means well, I don't know what it means. I've never even heard of it until today. But, hey, it's a trophy, and he got one. Yeah. But what do I care about that? Because we cannot forget that in 2019, Panay Sewell didn't allow a single, a single sack in 926 pass attempts. He is a fortress. Yeah. That's who they well, should take. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, Mark, you either trade you get you're trading the farm for Deshaun, or you're building around Sam. Yeah, I say keep keep Dardar Binks and uh, build around him. There you go. I had I uh, I had I had limited time to prep for this, but I I did make one note um, beforehand, and it was Mark would take Penne Sewell because he has mentioned <laughs> him on every single podcast. <laughs> You know, you give me shit about it, but you should know he's the globally accepted number two ranked pick. You don't even know what Penne Sewell looks like. If you you couldn't even pick him out of an offensive lineup. You know what? For the the five fans of the show, they would know better than anyone else. Every show. Mm -hmm. Being a West Coaster, I'd stay away from Pac-12 players at this point. Mm -hmm. All right. Miami slides into the number three pick, which they acquired from Houston. Before we get into pick options, let's all take a moment to reflect on the trade that got us here. A couple years ago, the Texans traded two first round picks, 2020, 2021, a second round selection in 2021, Johnson Batamosi and Julian Davenport to the Dolphins in exchange for left tackle Laramie Tunsil, wide receiver Kenny Stills, a fourth round pick in 2020 and a sixth round pick in 2021, Drew, we all know hindsight is 2020, but is the blind leading the blind in Houston? Can we all reflect on where we were when the um, Laramie Tunsil gas mask bong yeah. picture emerged? <laughs> yes, yes. I had just I, I had just finished. About com- that. 
I had just finished complaining about the Giants taking Eli Apple. Yeah, and I, was, I remember. I think I was sitting next to Drew. Yeah, so stormed out of the room. Yeah, with other Giants fans there, and I acted absolutely absurdly worse than they did. Well, maybe not in retrospect. How's Eli Apple been for you as a first uh, top 10 pick? They traded him to the Saints after his like second year. <laughs> I don't even think he's in the league anymore. <laughs> and his mom, was- his, his mom had a segment on, on NFL Countdown on ESPN. And then they were like, this guy sucks. Get rid of his mom. <laughs> <sighs> all I have to say is that was an all-time draft moment. Oh, yeah. That was great. Full blown. Full blown. Full blown. Huge mistake by Houston, which I've referenced, um, which is makes me think, Mark, I think you had a point earlier. What is with Houston and not being able to like reconcile with very good players that play there? Like, I know. What the fuck? Dwayne Brown has been on the Seahawks now for three years, I believe, and he's been awesome. He's one of my, my favorite Seahawks players. He's been a complete pro um they the negotiations with him with his contract extension seemed easy like yeah it's it's like i want to get into that room about what they are doing to these players to get rid of them so they they traded dwayne brown who at the time was a pro bowl left tackle Mm -hmm. and now they have tunsil who in his defense it's not his fault he's done great yeah i mean admittedly tunsil's a franchise left tackle, right? I mean, he's not bad, but I mean, if you look at the core of this trade is the Texans got Tunsil. Yeah. He's a franchise left tackle might not matter if they lose Watson and Miami will walk away with Igbinohin and whoever they take with third round pick in this draft. Houston, Houston got hosed in this trade. They got hosed on every trade they make. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Well, let's let's get into Miami then. What what holes do uh, Miami have, and who gets to fill them, Drew? Well, the reason <laughs> pause, <laughs> which crazy re- leads, <laughs> which leads me to uh, the reason I was so against Ken wanting the Jets to draft Devontae Smith. This makes way more sense for the Dolphins. Hundred percent. They mm-hmm. are they are much closer um, than the Jets are. I don't think they've seen enough out of Tua to bail on that project. He's coming off a massive injury. A lot of people will tell you he's one of the best college prospects they've ever seen. I still believe in Tua. And uh, why not reunite him with one of his college teammates who mm-hmm. is like in my, in my criticism of that Jets pick, it had nothing to do with Devontae Smith. I just didn't think they were close enough, the Jets to a Super Bowl to spend take a receiver that cap- number two. to take that capital yeah. on a receiver. But I yeah. think the Dolphins That's a good are. point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I agree. so we're agreeing then. There's there's really only one place Miami goes with this pick here for value, right? And that's a stud wide receiver, which of course, good news is there's plenty of them. Bad news is the number three pick. This is kind of a hard choice between Devonta and Jamar. Yes. You guys, yes. Are, you guys are both sort of tilted towards Devonta. Well, Jamar didn't play last year. He opted yeah. out. But, I mean, like, everything that guy does just was very impressive. His demeanor, the way he carries himself, his play in big games. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, the Dolphins need perimeter help. Now, think of it this way, too. 
they have three good tight ends. Eh, not great. Maybe Gasicki will be great one. Maybe he'll be better than, you know, very, very good one day. But if they have, if they get perimeter players and Devontae Parker, he is what he is. He's not awful. They get perimeter players. That opens up the middle of the field for, uh, for their tight ends. And that helps Tua out tremendously because it's just easier reads. To, that's their best friend other than a running game, right? It's just dumping it off to that tight end down the middle of the field. So if they can have their, the other, the opponent's corners, you know, handle the perimeter. Now you're in one-on-one situations. Nobody's getting doubled because they need to pay attention to the tight ends. That opens up a tremendous amount of opportunity for Tua to be able to succeed. Now I am not as high on Tua as Drew is. I actually think he is pretty mediocre. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be great. There's nothing I saw last year that make that lead led me to believe that he's an NFL quarterback. Maybe he turns it on this year. You're right. Coming off a debilitating injury, maybe he has a better, much better season, but he needs help. They need help on the outside. Their defense is great. They have a really good defense. They have a great system, a great culture, great coaching staff in place. They just need help on the perimeter. I mean, kind of the amazing thing about this team that was supposed to be rebuilding in 2020 is they just narrowly mm-hmm. missed the playoffs. So they get to build on that success with four of their seven selections that are within the first two rounds of the draft. Perfect. With the number three pick, which we're talking about now, but they also – have the number 18 overall pick in the first round and the number 36 and number 50 overall picks in the second round, which would be awesome to me if they, whether they go with Devonta or Jamar, take one of those wide receivers, the number three pick, you know, who's probably around at number 18 that fills another need in my opinion. Senate Penny Sewell. No. <laughs> Good, good guess. He won't be around until then because he'll be taken with the second pick. That's right. But it will be Travis Etienne, Clemson's running back. That's, dude, that and guy's good, man. They need a bruising running back. Yes, Miles Gaskins emerges a serious dual threat scat back, but their rush offense was still ranked number 22. What they need is a Travis. They need an explosive every down back, which will make Gaskins – even more dangerous than he already is. And versatile too. Now here's a good, and he's very versatile too. That's a great pick, Mark. Great point. Now here's a big question for you. Let's say one of these quarterbacks drops to the dolphins in the draft. Are they, I mean, are they one, are they 100% when you say one of these on quarterbacks? What do you mean? Like let's say, let's say, somehow let's drops? say, let's say Trey Lance or Zach Wilson drops to the dolphins. What well, they do? probably will. It probably will at, at three. You mean, I mean, yeah, but- I, I, I think both those guys will be there for sure. Um, I, I got to tell you, I don't really under – I mean, I know p- people are even putting Wilson over fields now with this possibility that maybe the Jets would take him or something. Mm-hmm. I, but- why would the Jets take Wilson when they have Dardar Binks? I didn't- well, maybe – it, it, again, it all depends on how they grade him out. Like we said, I think we all agree. If you can't get Deshaun, build around Sam Donald. But what if one of these, what if a quarterback, a quarterback they like falls to the Dolphins and they're like, we like him better than Tua? I don't understand why people keep putting Wilson above Fields. I don't get it. Things happen that are weird in the NFL draft between the end of the season and the NFL draft. Yeah, whatever that is, I, I think Fields will be a fine quarterback in the NFL. Wilson, Wilson scares me more than that. 
If we're just going on names, Trey Lance sounds like he's going to be awesome. He looks like Kaepernick. Have you seen him? He does sound like a yeah. name that you would have a jersey of. Lance. Yeah. So, Devontae Smith, Dolphins, mark it down. <laughs> I also, last thing, like, they probably should consult Tua about it. I mean, he played with the guy. He yeah. seems like an absolute, like, the football player that you'd want to play with. He does all the right yeah. things. When he scores a touchdown, like, not to sound like an old geezer, but he, like, acts like he expected to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has Tua earned that right? I don't think he has. Maybe they're going to ask him, hey, is he a good kid? But has he earned that? I mean, are they even sold on him? I mean, there may not be 100% sold on Tua. You never know. But, I mean, I think they'll know. give him another opportunity. But if they're going to, like, just like the Jets, if you're going to stick with the guy, build around him. Previously on, you never know. <laughs> you never know. All right. It's time for Everything. We've got a fun draft today, which was suggested by Drew and inspired by LeBron James, recently indicating that he was offered to try out for both the Dallas Cowboys and Seattle Seahawks during the NBA lockout in 2011. As such, we'll be drafting our favorite picks for quarterback, running back, and wide receiver from professional athletes, both past and present, that have never played in the NFL, excluding LeBron, because the pick's too easy. Three rounds, snake draft. Drew, you got us into this mess, so you've got the first pick, followed by Ken and I, respectively. Who's your top dog, and for what position? Okay, first of all, I want to clarify that my wife is not the deciding factor in this, because the last two weeks have been complete bullshit. (laughs) And... If I knew that I was picking what my wife would think is funny or cute or whatever, I would have drafted differently. So can you tell me who's going to be the deciding factor on who wins this before I submit there these is no winning picks? Factor. We'll have some sort of uh, discussion, meritous discussion about what yeah, we I think, don't think, but yeah. the people can decide. Everyone gets a trophy for this yeah. week. If you're listening to the podcast, tweet us, let us know which one of us won. All fantasy, everything. Here's what we should do. Write down on a piece of paper, and you cannot vote for yourself who wins. Okay. And then afterwards, we say what we wrote. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. It. Okay. And if we tie, if we tie, we tie. But at least that way, there it is. Is a deciding vote on who the winner is. If he ties, he ties. all right to my first pick um i'm gonna shore up the qb position um if i I assume we're judging this on who has the best team to actually win a football game or start a franchise um kyler murray was the first overall pick last year i'm taking kyler murray before kyler murray if he decided to play his initials are AI, which are my initials. We're going with the answer, Allen Iverson at quarterback. Okay. Uh, won a state championship at football before he decided to hang him up for hoops. I can't – I don't know. If you guys have a minute, YouTube Allen Iverson I had him, high school. I, football I highlights. Had him almost at any position. I was going to take him not as quarterback but as running back. He could play any position. Yeah. Uh, that's the cool thing about – about uh, NBA players is 
someone like Allen Iverson, we consider like a smaller guy, yeah. but he's six feet tall. I mean, he's mm-hmm. taller than yeah. Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Kyler Murray. Um, he's obviously big enough that he could play quarterback in the he's NFL. Taller than and he Russell. Could, and <laughs> yeah. he would fit very nicely into the uh, NFL as it is now. So yeah. yep. great. Pick. I'm going Allen, Allen Iverson first overall All right. quarterback. Great pick. Ken. All right. With a big touche to Drew, I'm going with my first pick at quarterback, former Heisman Trophy winner, Charlie Ward, way ahead of his time, way ahead of his time. If if Charlie Ward played in college football now, he'd be the first overall pick in the draft. Wouldn't even be a question. Would not be a question. But he had to play in the NBA instead. Or he chose to play in the NBA. Going with Charlie Ward. Guy was unbelievable. Interesting. with that. Like that pick. It wasn't even on my radar, but thinking about it, I like it. I'm going with a wide receiver, Michael Jordan. That's a no-brainer. No-brainer. Bringing everything to your team, too. (laughs) Everything. Guy catch anything. Yep. At any any height. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Can't you, there's nothing there's nothing poor you can say about that. Um, wasn't the best rebounder, and I feel like that's a important uh, skill if you're a receiver. Yeah, but if you're a perimeter player, you're not really under the. Let boards. me. Let, I, I I was toggling between him for wide receiver or Kobe. Who do you think's better wide receiver in the NFL? That's Jordan. a good question. Probably Jordan, because if Kobe was better than him, Jordan would spend every last minute of his life being better than everyone else. <laughs> I agree. All right, with my second pick, because we're doing a snake draft. You should have taken the Black Mamba just for the snake draft purpose. Did you not get the joke, uh, or was it not funny? Yes, it was funny. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I, 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 I'm so concerned with. I'll tell you where I'm, where I'm debating here. And this will be amusing to you guys because I fucking hate baseball. <laughs> For my quarterbacks, I am debating between Russell Westbrook, Carl Crawford, and Joe Maurer. Ooh, Joe Maurer. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I think he had some scholarship offers. Yeah, Florida State. I'm going with Carl Crawford because he was a standout high school option quarterback and he actually accepted a scholarship to play football. At Nebraska before he changed his mind for baseball. So yeah. Carl Crawford. Right. The only the only the only hole I'll poke in that is other than Steve Young, there haven't been many left-handed quarterbacks that have excelled in the NFL. It's true. It's Michael true. Vick. That's why it's Tua. It changes a lot of stuff. The rotation on the yeah. ball is different. Yeah. Ken, where are you going? With the second pick in the non-football player playing football draft i'm taking a running back yeah the greatest base stealer of all time ricky henderson interesting <laughs> great Drew's Again, face was even phenomenal. on my radar <laughs> but it's a great pick love it love it well it wasn't i'm not devastated because he was number two on my big board for running backs number one is still available um but he would be an absolute beast as a running back. Uh, over 1,400 stolen bases and almost 300 home runs, so he's got the power and the speed. I think that's a great pick. Mm, easily. Easily. 
All right, Drew, you got two. Oh, great. I can get my number one running back and my number one receiver, which the only reason he's my number one is I assumed Michael Jordan would be gone. So um, it doesn't really matter the order. I'll go uh, Kobe with my first pick. Uh, I agree. If if Michael for, Jordan's for what Kobe as wide receiver, wide receiver. Okay. I mean, he's six six. Yeah, and you know he brings that mentality. He's gonna get his. He's gonna get his teammates. You know, bought into every time, every play. That Tom Brady attitude. He's gonna make everybody better. Um, he's six six, two twenty. He's got agility, and he's gonna go up and get the ball like. Kobe Bryant's my my number one receiver. What about running back? Running back, little did you know, he led UCLA in passing, rushing, scoring, and punt returns as a football player. Number 42, Jackie ah, Robinson. Good one. Wow. Oh, I like that one. With my next pick, the wide receiver, the only man on the planet who has ever been drafted by Major League Baseball the NBA, and the NFL. Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield. Big Dave Winfield. <laughs> That's my receiver. I have a quick Dave Winfield story. I worked with him one time, and it's the most amazing handshake I've ever had in my life. Wow. I mean, the strongest, biggest hand you can ever imagine was yep. Dave Winfield. Nobody ever. It felt ne- like you were shaking an oak tree. Yep. I've never in my life seen a, a, a human being hit a baseball harder than Dave Winfield. Yeah, absolutely. Huge. Yeah. So you guys have both taken uh, in other positions, actually, my running back choices, which were Allen Iverson and Dave Winfield. However, <laughs> my first pick that I wanted for running back is still available it's Mike Trout, center fielder for the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, Six uh, foot two, 230 pounds. He would punish. Uh, yes. Punish. That's good. You, hey, had to Google, you probably had to way, Google who Mike Trout was, didn't you? <laughs> he could also be a linebacker. I did look at him. He looks like Luke Kuechly from the Carolina Panthers. Kuechly. I, had, yeah. I had Trout on my list, too, as a running back. I had him yeah. on my list. Huge Mike, Eagles fan, too. Yeah. I like it. Also, we would have to nickname it. We would have to nickname him the White Buffalo because every white running back is named the White Buffalo or the White Trout. Ooh. Great White Hope, the Great White Trout. <laughs> so this leaves Drew with Allen Iverson at quarterback, Kobe Bryant at wide receiver, and Jackie Robinson as his running back. Ken, you've got Charlie Ward as quarterback, Ricky Henderson as your running back, and Dave Winfield. As your wide receiver, I have Michael Jordan as wide receiver, Carl Crawford as quarterback, and Mike Trout as running back. Uh, where you guys leading? Anybody got a dominant team? I'm going with Drew's team if we can't vote for ourselves. I got to tell you the same thing. If I'm not voting for myself, I'm voting for Drew. Huh. It was it was the Jackie Robinson play, wasn't it? Yeah, that's you, you the Jackie to. Robinson <laughs> thing kind of tilted it a bit. I finally I will, won. I will tell uh, you yeah. this though. You didn't need your wife's vote either. Yeah, I never got it. <laughs> I really wanted Iverson in at least one of the roles. And the fact that you got Iverson and Kobe, and then you threw in Jackie, which if I'm being honest, 
I didn't even think about. Wow, it's a great little, pick. like pixie dust on top of the magic cake you already made. I was like, oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. Really argue with this. Can we throw can we throw out some um, undrafted uh big board picks? You guys got yeah, any? Let's do it. Let's do it. I got Oh yeah. Of, I have already told you guys I have, two of them. I I I only have uh I have four that I didn't draft that I have. Yeah. Do you want me to fire away. Tell you fire from- away, son. Yeah, yeah, fire. Okay, I thought um Blake Griffin would be an outstanding tight end or wide, wide receiver. Oh, he's 6'10 he's 6'10 with insane athleticism. Yeah. I hate the I hate fade routes, but and the the term unguardable is thrown around way too much. But a fade route to Blake Griffin is unguardable. Yeah. Yep. Um, you mentioned him earlier, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook is the fastest player in the NFL. Like, yeah, he would actually probably be a a cornerback. Would probably be the position that I think he'd be the best at. But you could put him at running back or wide receiver, and he would excel. Um, at quarterback. Uh, I can't help but think if he put all of his effort into it, Derek Jeter would have been an awesome yes. quarterback. Uh, I was on uh, my list too. On he's from Mich- too. he's from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, they probably, he, I'm sure he played some football in his life, and and uh, he's obviously got the arm talent and uh, the leadership abilities. Last one, if I if I got really down to it, I was going to go with. Um, Brandy Moss's high school quarterback, white chocolate, yeah, Jason Williams. Jason Williams. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was my, those were my backups. The two I left on the table were a wide receiver, uh, both baseball guys. You guys will probably appreciate this. One was Jeff Samarzia, who's pitcher for the Cubs. Shmarja. Yeah, Shmarja. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Notre, Notre Dame, Dame wide receiver. Yeah. He was yeah. a former All American wide receiver at Notre Dame. Yeah, he made and, the right choice because he's made bank in the yeah. Major League Baseball. And kind of dipping back into the 80s, Kirk Gibson, outfielder yeah. for the Dodgers. Yeah. He was an All-American <laughs> wide receiver at Michigan State University. Yes, he uh-huh. was. We know somebody who dislikes him very much. A lot. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Because he's uh, a dick or something. A former colleague of ours stayed with him on his recruiting trip to Michigan State and hates Kirk Gibson. Well, uh, our friend is a our friend is a dick too, so it's hard. Yeah, to know he's who, the, who yeah, the real yeah. dick is. Dick there. was yeah, exactly. Who's the real? Yeah, previously on, so, who's the dick? Yeah, so, <laughs> dick move of the week. I got so I'm gonna list. I I didn't know we were just doing those three positions. So yeah. I have Chris Paul at running back, Clyde Drexler receiver, Charles Oakley Ooh, at left tackle. I like the Clyde Drexler pick. Clyde Drexler receiver, Charles Oakley at left tackle, Akeem Olajuwon yeah. at defensive end, Jimmy Butler at safety. Patrick Beverly at corner, Kyle Lowry at running back. For my inside backers would be Yasiel Puig and Willie Mo Pena. <laughs> Daryl Strawberry at receiver, Frank Thomas at tight end. And Ken, you, Derek Ken, you went deep on this, man. Go I, I, Go I God, if I would have started thinking about, you know, linemen or something, could have got I almost, I almost I took can't Mark believe, Jackson. I can't, I believe, I can't believe you went, you went through the offensive line and didn't list Shaq. The the funniest thing, yeah, Eh. but also imagine if you're picking a kicker, right? What soccer players are you going to? That's for next week's episode. Stay tuned (laughs) for full-blown coverage. I'm going to need to research that shit. All right. That means, can I hear it? You know what that sound means. It's time for our 
going to do the inverse of last week's grab bag, which means we'll be identifying products that exist but shouldn't. Ken. Well, I think you guys know where I stand on this based on the history of the show. It's that white substance Drew puts on all the slathers and all of his sandwiches. Shouldn't need to be invented. <laughs> Me and millions of other people. Yes, exactly. Hundreds of millions. Oh, but I'm being told that Miracle Whip is actually worse. So I'll go with that is yeah, probably Miracle much Whip grosser. Actually worse. Very gross. I hate that this is an anti-mayonnaise podcast. <laughs> you're a pro-mayonnaise. If, if you're talking about food products that are even worse than mayonnaise, can we talk about how worthless cheese whiz is? Oh, it's gross. It's gross. I'm on the fence there. I feel like I feel like when you go to like the Philly, like legit Philly cheesesteak places in Philadelphia, yeah. they use no. cheese whiz. No, 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 no. You're you're melting crafter Velveeta slices on that thing. You're not I'm not telling you how you make it. I'm saying when okay. you go yeah, to the legit fair. I'm telling you how it should be made. I don't care how. I just thought of something that exists that absolutely 100% should not. Okay. Olive loaf. It's like bologna <laughs> with olive slices in I love it. That all, you couldn't be I love more that fucking gross. Can, I love that all of the products are food. Oh, full blown. Hey, oh, I'm yeah. gross. What do you, I eat a lot. What do you want? Also, whatever you just said about olive loaf sound I, I don't know what that is but it sounds like the most long island thing i've ever heard it's of. disgusting it's like a piece of bologna with sliced <laughs> olives encased within it's yeah. disgusting olives are gross too olive oil great olives are not gross <laughs> olives are delicious especially in certain I'm situations fine, I'm, fine. I'm deviating from the country and i was i feel like olives give you i bad was on the mayonnaise <laughs> the olive thing you're you're a crazy man uh, yes They're some amazing. might say some true might say Give me a product that exists that shouldn't. Okay. Uh, after extensive research, thought. My answer is um, segways. Segways. <laughs> My answer okay, here's segways the... into segways. Like, I hate them. No, it's segways. It's segways yeah. into segways. I appreciate the comedic value it brought to my favorite show, Arrested Development. Job looked great that's on how we, segway. That's how we started this podcast, by the way. I asked you guys if you were having an incredible year yeah i know my 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 second actually my third that's my third favorite job line of that series this maze comes the first episode too i believe i think so um but we have elect we have e-bikes now we even have like the the uh, bird lime scooters that you can ride around there's no reason to have to like lean your body forward and as ken can attest nobody looks dumber in austin texas than the like eight people on the segway tour with their helmets <laughs> on the ant is like going the wrong way down an alley and falls over like it's just a shit show yes so, agreed yeah. agreed that's mine segways Herbs. what's yours mark well, I'm sort of torn between one that I just is it, something that everybody will know that I think is the stupidest invention ever made, which is silly string. Um, to me, it's just the most worthless. Silly. It's silly. It's silly. not even silly. It's just garbage that you just made and I have to clean up now. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I, 
I had this fucking buddy when I lived in Los Angeles and I'm unbeknownst probably to this podcast. I'm a huge, huge dog lover. Used to have this half pit bull, half mastiff. Uh, we'll be getting another dog soon. But of course, when you have a dog, you have to clean up their poo poo. If you live in, you know, LA or any sort of metropolis like New York or you know, you, you, if you don't live in some sort of rural land where they can go out and do their business, you got to follow them around, clean up their fucking shit, okay? My buddy had a dog, and he got this thing that he saw in one of those, like, infomercials where it was like a, it looked like a back, like, saddle harness for the dog. He, like, <laughs> tied it around, like, its bottom, and then a thing went on the back that was like a, anus shaped ring that went over its butthole did you say that had a shape or amish anus 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 it was like it was a ring shaped to go around the dog's anus and then it had like a a poop bag attached to it so that when the dog decided it was time to shit it would just shit directly (laughs) into the bag and like you could take it off the thing and this thing never worked <laughs> and it that was my follow-up everything question everything yeah. worse everything was worse about yeah. the entire experience it's like so a colostomy bag for that, dogs go fuck yourself it's yeah terrible. gfys yeah, and maybe I, the dog I, had a maybe the dog had an intestinal issue and shit all the time yeah yeah, I spend a lot I'll of time picking up my dog's shit. So if that worked, I was about to say that sounds like the best invention. No, I know it's <laughs> one of those things that on like paper you're like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. That'd be amazing. Uh-huh. You want to know what would be a better invention? And this is what we should have done last week on products that don't exist that should. If you could have like a like a mini bottle of a thing that looked like hairspray that when your dog shit. You just sprayed it on there, and it was called poo away, <laughs> and it just made it dissolve and disappear. Yeah, Million I actually dollars. have. I have idea. one. I have one. It's called a flamethrower. I just, <laughs> I just follow around my uh, dog, and one of the, I got an Elon Musk flamethrower, and I just evaporate <clears throat> shit afterwards. I'm sure your neighbors are not terrified of you at all. <laughs> All right. If you've got a draft topic for or a question you'd like us to consider for a future, please email fullblowncoverage at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on your favorite (laughs) social media platforms at fullblowncvg. Drew, Ken, any closing comments before we sign off? I got to go to the bathroom again. <laughs> Ken's got to pee. We're going to let him go. Drew, what do you think? I hope I hope Ken finds some Folgers and some warmth soon. Yeah, chock full of nuts. That's what his bathroom is going to be. Water boil. All right. That's all we've got for today's episode. But tune in next week for more full-blown coverage.